0: Welcome back, everyone, to Catholic Schools Today. I'm Ronnie Faison, proud principal at St. Francis de Sales High School.
1: And I'm Melissa Ling from the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Catholic Schools. We're broadcasting live on WNDZ Radio, 7.50 a.m., as well as streaming on our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago.
0: The Good Shepherd Catholic School building at 2725 South Collin Avenue in the Little Village community will be reopened for the 2021-22 school year to house an expansion of neighboring Epiphany Catholic School's preschool and kindergarten programs. The intent is to grow Good Shepherd into a full preschool through 8th grade school building again in the future. I'd like to introduce Scott Ernst, principal of St. Epiphany and Good Shepherd, and Andrea Guevara, middle school teacher who
2: was involved in the reopening.
0: Welcome to you both.
2: Hey, good morning. Thanks for the opportunity. How are you guys doing today?
0: We're wonderful, wonderful, Scott. And I have to say, you know I'm a big fan.
2: <laughs>
0: Scott, I think. You're... I'm a
2: big fan of yours. Thank you for <laughs> letting me join you. The amazing Ronnie.
0: (laughs) Scott and I, uh, fun fact, is we're part of CTEL, which is a Notre Dame uh, program that supports Catholic school principals. And we got a chance to spend a week together in South Bend a few weeks ago, and he is just phenomenal in everything that he does. And so um, I'm super excited to have him and his team here to talk about the work that they're doing at um, St. Epiphany. Uh, Scott, how long have you been a principal and what was the path that led you to Epiphany?
2: Yeah, uh, so I've been a, a principal for eight years uh, here at Epiphany. And uh, before that, I was at St. Odillo in Berwyn, another excellent school, uh, not too far away. So, um, yeah, going into year nine, I'm getting old, lost all my hair, but that's what this job does. So, you know, it's a great time. Are
0: we sure that was a job?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, sure, I'm not so sure. You're absolutely
0: correct. <laughs> Andrea, you're a resident of Little Village Community, correct? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm a principal that grew up in my community. I'm an alumnus of the school, and I think that allows me to lead differently. Can you say that that's the same for you and the work that you do at St. Epiphany?
3: Oh, definitely. So uh, I've been residing there in Little Village for my 35 years of life. I grew up, I went to Catholic school there in Little Village. So I know what the dynamic is like from a student point of view in a Catholic school and how it is, a day, how the day-to-day life is living in, in the streets of 26th Street. So I know the happiness, the dangers, the sorrow and everything that comes in between with living in in the vibrant little village community.
0: I love that you said the, the, the beautiful things and the sorrows, because I think sometimes we only look at the sorrow. But I think there's such beauty in communities like the Little Village area. Um, for myself being on the southeast side, I think so often we find ourselves in the news for the wrong reasons. But if you ask me what's special about the southeast side, I can tell you a million things. So I love that you created that duality between those two spaces. Um, Scott, in the midst of a pandemic, you said, I'm going to open a new school. Can you talk to me a little bit about what prompted that move and, and what really brought you to, to make that decision?
2: No, it's definitely the right amount of crazy. First off, it wasn't just me. It was a, it was a wee thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been noticing uh, full full classrooms in a number of locations, especially our preschool and kindergarten. And when we look at Little Village, first off, uh, I want to kind of support what Andrea was talking about. if if you haven't um, walked the neighborhood of Little Village, uh, I strongly recommend it, especially as a Catholic. It's beautiful. Uh, people are beautiful. Uh, you see families everywhere. You see young kids everywhere, right? You see art. You see uh, you see multi-generational homes, which is just an awesome thing in my mind. Uh, that you know you have grandparents, parents, everyone living together. Just such an alive community, right? And so back to that part too about seeing children. We. We we've noticed that there's just a need and a calling for more Catholic education here. There's a, already in Little Village, there's Epiphany, uh, St. Agnes, and Tepiac, all amazing schools. But we're all seeing, you know, full classrooms and opportunities. And here at Epiphany on this side of Little Village, uh, again, this presents an, a, a unique opportunity uh, to provide um, this this solid foundation, a solid faith foundation safely which is something we're very proud we do uh and that academic foundation and our mission is college bound and heaven bound and uh it sounds weird to say out of a pandemic but i think we'd all we all understand we all agree that this is urgent work you know if we wait another year we're missing kids right we're missing kids that deserve this opportunity and so yeah there was a gut check and yeah there was a lot of uh communication and discussion in our building about, are we ready for this? And not only are we ready for this, but we understand how urgent Mm -hmm. it is to to provide this opportunity. Sure.
0: And Scott, one of the things that, one of the questions I was going to ask was the college bound, heaven bound. Like, I love that. Like, I think that's such a a beautiful piece. How does that work into your vision for your school and the work that you do for kids daily?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, a a lot of the things we do is just showing how, how possible it is, how, capable this is, the opportunity, and it starts with uh, showing the great places our students go in high schools, and then bringing them back as college students, and uh, celebrating where they attend as college uh, students, and then celebrating where they go after that. And additionally, we have our staff discuss what the the universities they attended, what it was like. Uh, so Andrea this year even discussed being from Little Village, what it was like to go to the University of Champaign. You know, and and uh, the neighborhood of Little Village, which you said you're familiar with, of course, uh, is nothing like Champaign, mm-hmm. Illinois, <laughs> in any form, right? And so, her sharing that experience uh, with our students, I mean, yes, it's going to be very different. But you'll find a community, and you'll find support, and we are with you on that journey too. Uh, not, not just our school, but our school community are with you to be mm-hmm. successful, in our prayers and in and the work that we do. And I think so, that's a powerful message uh, to start
0: I'm sorry, I, I think that's a powerful message that you bring up like early on, right? Uh, you see many kiddos that you know come from uh, inner city schools that get to the post-secondary option and have this sense of imposter phenomenon of feeling like they don't belong there. And I love that you're making that a priority to talk about early and often, right? Uh, because we see babies leave their first semester of college going, this isn't for me because they can't find their niche, their place. And the fact that you're doing that in your school early on and often is such a special thing. And and, and what prompted that, right? Just Just listening to Andrea and your team and knowing that that was an important piece for your kids? Or or what was that piece for you?
2: You know, the biggest thing is when we look at Little Village and we really study the population, we find a a high population of single mothers and we find a high population of families that have not attended education after high school. Mm -hmm. And so that's not necessarily true for everyone, but we want to make that a priority and our parents hear that and they support that. So if you attend the preschool and kindergarten graduation, our students and our families who again support this are are hearing you're going to have an eighth grade graduation and then you're gonna have a high school graduation and then you're gonna have a college graduation and maybe even one or two more after that. And so we set that expectation at foundation right away.
0: Right. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And another question I had is that Big Shoulders uh, Fund is is something that you know, for me as a first year principal in the Arch, right? Like, was such this this wrap around service of additional supports that I don't know that I could have done without them. Um, and so, I my question is is how did Big Shoulders Fund support the work that you're doing over at Epiphany and in the opening of the new school?
2: Yeah. I, so. Uh, if, if we go back just a little bit, too, I think there's a shout-out to the Archdiocese of Chicago and the Office of Catholic Schools. I, you know, I think, Ronnie, you would agree, too. Our, our schools run large deficits. It is, mm-hmm. it is impossible to financially and stably run our schools in areas of high poverty and areas of need. It's just it's not doable, right? And so without that support, the Archdiocese and the Office of Catholic, Catholic Schools had to find a way. And so, Big Shoulders is definitely the strongest partner in that. They're amazing people. They're aligned with our mission. And so, um, all we had to do was share the missions, share our vision, and 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 they walked the building with us, and they were they were they were excited and bought in. They they loved this and they love this opportunity, and they want the same thing that we want, which is the realization that the future leaders of Chicago are likely coming from Little Village, as the strongest, uh, fastest growing. Population uh, in in the last few decades, and we want to be part of that. We want these students to grow up with a strong faith-based education. So, uh, without big shoulders, this mission is not possible. Uh, they they are a big part of it. They find amazing people to support that who also believe and align with the the values and a mission we're uh, we're focused on. And those people then additionally work with our families and our students to. To even get them further than we could get them, it's it's just such a community effort, and big shoulders is a big part of that.
0: How many kiddos are you welcoming in in the new school year to the new space?
2: Sure, our our goal is at least one preschool and one kindergarten. If we're able to fill another preschool, that's great. We will meet the community where the need is. So obviously, it's still at Epiphany, we still have preschools and kindergarten here, and the goal is to build up Littleville, uh, build up Good Shepherd at the same time. Uh, but also have us working together because there's just so many resources we can share. We're only about three blocks apart and there's no, and, and maybe we should get to Andrea on this part too, just it's, it's, it's amazing how crossing 26th street is a different, d- different part of the city, right? And in such a different experience, but really our two communities and our two churches should really be doing a lot together and we're excited to be a big part of that.
0: Great, great. We're going to take a pause now for a brief break, uh, but stay with us. There's more Catholic schools today coming your way. The 27th annual Catholic Charities Golf Classic will take place on July 19th and you are cordially invited to attend. Gather your friends and work colleagues for this fabulous event that will take place on two beautiful golf courses, Shore Acres in Lake Bluff and Knollwood Club in Lake Forest. Proceeds will benefit Catholic Charities programs and services in Lake County. All state and CDC guidelines will be followed and registrations are filling up quickly. Call 847-814-3839 today. That's 847-814-3839. Thank you on behalf of everyone we serve in Lake County.
4: The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy to understand explanation of the word of God, the gospel. Hello. Hello. I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my my lectures and follow follow along 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 with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to Catholic Schools Today. I'm Ronnie Faison, the proud principal at St. Francis de Sales High School.
1: And I'm Melissa Link from the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Catholic Schools. We're broadcasting live on WNDZ Radio, 7.50 a.m., as well as streaming on our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago.
0: Welcome back, back, Scott and Andrea. We're so happy to have you this morning.
2: Thanks, thanks again for bringing us back. We love
0: being here. Wonderful, wonderful. Andrea, I have a question for you. I read an article um, where they were talking about the reopening of the school. And in it, you had this really beautiful quote. You said, good can come from little village. It will come. It's here. I'm looking at it. I thought that was so powerful because, you know, I, again, I see, you know, you read whatever it is that you read in the newspapers or you see whatever it is that it's in the news. But tell me why that spoke to you. Why, why those words resonated with the work that you're doing now?
3: As part of a member of the Little Ridge community, um, I have seen both good and the bad. If we're, we're Right now, just focusing on the good, my parents and I, we have a dance group here in Little Village where we teach the youth of the neighborhood Mexican folklore. What's so, it called? What's... Um, our dance group is called Horizontes Mexicanos de Danza Folclorica. Okay. And we've been around since 1989. So a good 30, 30. Let's
0: not put numbers on it, I'll, you know, because it dates me. So let's just forget <laughs> about the how many years that is.
3: Agreed. <laughs> so since 1989, my parents and I, well, my parents started the dance group. And then after I came back from college, I began taking over as the um, choreographer and instructor. And when hired at Epiphany, that's one of the first things I told Scott, and Mike: Scott, this is what I do. I want to implement this in, in Epiphany. It's like, I'm all for it, go on ahead. So for the past four years that I've been at Epiphany, I've started my own little dance group, teaching the children, this mm-hmm. is your culture. This is why you need to be proud of being a Mexican because also growing up in Little Village, you hear the negativity of what, what it is being a Mexican and I want to teach the kids, no, being Mexican is that you're proud of your heritage. Being Mexican is that you're a mix of races. Being Mexican doesn't mean that you have to fit this one stereotype, that you have to be dark haired, brown skin. And I I tell them uh, when I was in grammar school, there was a girl in my class who had bright red hair, fair skin, Mm -hmm. but she was Mexican. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And the kids are like, wow, what do you mean a Mexican with red hair? Mexicans have red hair, Mexicans have blonde hair, Mexicans have no hair. We're all in different shapes and different colors. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things as a Spanish teacher there at Epiphany, I'm trying to also teach the, introduce, not teach, introduce to the kids what it means to be Mexican, what it means to be Latino. Because not not all, not all of our children are of Mexican descent. Right. And I tell the kids, there's a world out there because I was fortunate enough of traveling when I was at the University of Illinois. I was fortunate enough to study abroad.
0: Where did you go? Where did you study?
3: Abroad. Uh I Scott makes fun of this for me because okay. I put abroad in quotations because I studied one semester in Mexico.
0: Okay. What particular and place? My family. I'm sorry? What place?
3: Guadalajara. Oh, nice. So I was in Guadalajara for one semester and my family and Scott are like, why Mexico? You could have gone anywhere else, you could have gone to Spain, you could have gone to Argentina. And I told them why I wanted to go to Mexico because one, it was always a childhood dream of mine to study in Mexico. Two, because I'm a Mexican citizen, so I, I had I didn't have to worry about getting the student visa. Mm. But luckily, while there in Guadalajara, I was able to travel. On the three-day weekends we had, I went to go visit family. We went to go see um. What do you, what do you call them? Like the pyramids in Mexico sure. City. Yeah and in surrounding areas in Jalisco. And because I wasn't involved with the dance group there at the university, the dance truckster invited myself and my brother to go on tour with them that summer where I was lucky enough to go to Spain and Russia.
0: So you have this opportunity, right? And I think that's so beautiful that you get to share that experience with your kiddos, right? A lot of times what happens is that you don't realize that the world is bigger than than where you grow up, right? Uh, I grew up on a two-block radius, right? My whole world existed on two blocks of the southeast side. And it wasn't until I left and did something similar, um, I studied abroad in Spain in Barcelona um, and, and saw the whole world and realized, wow, there was so much waiting for me there. And I think that, you know, seeing you, right, as a teacher and a leader in that building and then Scott and, you know... So, no. Inspired, not inspiring, but supporting that vision for kids. I think that's such a beautiful thing, and that the two of you working in tandem for that mission is is absolutely special. Um, also, Guadalajara is such a special place. Like I had the opportunity to spend some time there, and I you fall in love with it for over and over for a million different reasons, whether it's the food or the people. But it just feels good. Um, and if you're not family, you feel like family because you're there. Uh, and I think that's really special. And and to and to your point, right? Uh, I grew up in a household. My mom is Mexican and Puerto Rican, and my, my father's African-American and to grow up in that household and to understand the complexities of all those things I think it made me a better person because I understood all of who I was not just a portion of it so I love that you're sharing that with with your kiddos um I do have one final question for the two of you um and and I always go back to this right because we dream as educators we're dreamers we teach our kids how to dream so what are your individual dreams for Saint Epiphany and and the growth over the the coming years
2: Sure, I, I guess, you know, I'll start with um, when when I close my eyes and, and and I imagine this being successful, the biggest thing is that I, w- I imagine this side of Little Village and all of Little Village being full of Catholic school children and knowing that uh, the future of Chicago is getting that faith foundation right away and that they're getting a strong academic foundation and the you know, we know that the world's a better place when our leaders are leaders of faith and we want those leaders to come from Little Village. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, again, this is such urgent work. And so, you know, I I just hope, I I pray, I believe that we're going to continue to see growth, um, as, as we're seeing in many Catholic schools throughout Chicago, but that we're going to see this growth and that it's going to be multi-generational, uh, change, you know, the change that Chicago needs and that that leadership will come from our schools. And so that's that's the hope, that's the prayer, that's what I believe we're, we're in for us. So um, I'm excited.
0: Andrea, what is what, is your, what are your dreams for St. Epiphany?
3: For Epiphany, my dream is for it to grow, for it to flourish, for the students to leave there and come back just like I have done with my own grammar school. I always come back and i always share with the kids this is what i've done this is what you can do and being from little village yes it is possible because i'm a reflection of it as you said Thanks. so for me what i want to implement or tell the students there tell my students their epiphany is it's possible whatever you dream whatever you have in mind it is possible because i achieved it you can achieve it i have the same resources you had you can achieve it so i want them to see me to see everybody there at at epiphany and say yes this is possible and the spanish is coming up but always always keeping in mind that you have to honor your god that you have to honor your family and that you have to honor your city mm-hmm. so achieve those dreams but always in the limitations or in the expectations of your faith.
1: Absolutely. You know, and when schools are bursting at the seams, like it sounds like is happening in Little Village, this is a good problem. And it's a problem that we don't hear too much about in Catholic schools to have overflowing classrooms and abundant spaces, you know, where students are filling up our schools to the point where we need more schools. And it's an excellent problem to have. And I think, Scott and Andrea, an amazing testimony to who you are as school leaders and to who you are as teachers in your school communities. And if principals and teachers really are encompassing of the values that you speak of and the energy that you um, possess, I think Little Village and the innovation that's underway in your schools will be successful. And we hope and pray for that success in the coming year. It's
0: possible. I love that. I just I feel like that's going to be the mantra for me for the rest of the day. It's possible. I think it's just such a powerful message, right? It's simple, but they need to know that it's possible that they can dream and they can attain those dreams. And we're just so thankful for the work. I feel so blessed that we got to spend, uh, you know, some time with you this morning and that you took time out of your schedule to to spend some time with Melissa and I. Um, If our listeners want to learn more about Epiphany, how would they go about that? How would they find you guys?
2: sure so a couple of places you can find us right away is easy with facebook and instagram but our website uh we also have a website for good shepherd www.goodshepherdchicago.org um you know it's, it's really important to us that we're excited that we can expand uh the opportunity for our kids but we also believe strongly that while we are sharing this a same mission of college bound and heaven bound that um, we, we're excited to work with the community from the Good Shepherd side to build its own personality, its own life, too, that is, is unique and has many opportunities to come together, but to also, uh, again, be unique. So very excited for that opportunity.
0: Scott and, and Andrea, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We're going to pause uh, now for a, a quick break, but stay with us. There's more Catholic schools today coming your way.